from Molly with the Most Podcast and you are now listening to the Chronicles of Divine Destiny. All right. Hey y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chronicles of Divine Destiny. I am so happy to have you all here. Welcome back to my season four. You guys have been sticking around and I'm just excited to share all of my mess as I usually do. <laughs> but this time I have one of my faves and I love to have my listeners and my faves to join me on my show. So here today, I would like to introduce to y'all Miss Merrickin. Merrickin, say hello to everyone. Hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on my show, Merrickin. This is so great. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you for having me. All right. So, so when I have guests, I like for us to check in. You know, we're still in the pandemic, Panera Bread or whatever you want to call panoramic pinball <laughs> machine, whatever you want to call it right now, because it ain't over. <laughs> so, like, how is everything since since the pandemic? You know, how's things going for you this week, or what would you like to share? Um, today is going. I'm at. I'm like. Out of a 10, you know, 10 scale, I'm at like a 6-7. I just got off of um, Bible study um, oh, okay. with my girlfriend. So that kind of picked me up. Um, but I'm still working and right now. So that's why my scale is a little low. And I'm actually kind of tired. But I mean, <laughs> besides that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful to, like, I'm complaining about work, but I'm grateful to have a job. Um, grateful to have seen you know today you know we're living I was listening to this podcast and they were like you're um, surviving and thriving in the pandemic and that's (laughs) like a thousand percent like I subscribe to that like we're literally in the middle of a pandemic not much has changed Um, you know I've, I've been able to find my little I guess like my little niche of friends and things that I can do where I feel comfortable and safe um, doing it, you know, without, you know, outside, but like not really outside. I'm actually just on the front porch type of situation. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, just managing that, and look, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I'm, I'm grateful. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Um, <laughs> my, I was checking a little bit about my week or whatever. I've just been having some challenges, um, emotionally, as I shared with my listeners before. They all know that I'm, I'm dealing with grief. So, 
as I'm doing my break, I have my up and down weeks, and I'm in a place where I just don't want to hear nothing negative. I don't want to hear nothing crazy. If it ain't talking about love or you uplifting me, if it's drama, like I just don't want to hear. I don't have time. I'm just like in the I don't care kind of spirit right now. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you're entitled to it. Not to the point that I want to be reckless, but it's just like, I just, my patience is just very thin and I'm just like, I don't care. Girl, yes. That, I don't know what happened to my patience, but um, my patience has, I think it's I'm almost completely worn off. I don't know if it's a pandemic event <laughs> with my child 24 oh, um, seven yeah. and having to, you know, like teach her, you know, or like supervise learning for a full year, or if it's just been like being, just be, being cooped up in the house, um, not seeing other people, not having to see other people and then being comfortable with like picking and choosing to say no to everyone oh, yeah. and everything. And my excuse has been pandemic so hey. I feel you like the patience like my patience doesn't exist because why do I need patience if I don't have to deal with other people anymore like right <laughs> yo that is so like <laughs> so yeah I'm dealing with grief and um some people understand some people don't mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I know at times I'm I can be very difficult um a reason why I say that because I'm very honest and blunt Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody can accept accept that or take that. And I have to learn to deal with that. And I feel like I have scaled back a lot compared to you know how I used to be and being very blunt mm-hmm. about stuff and caring about people's feelings in a sense. <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully I'm in therapy now, so hopefully that will just help me to uh be better in certain areas I'm definitely going to talk I got so much to talk to my therapist about uh, mm-hmm. I hope he's ready <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't ready before he better get right. ready now <laughs> and I feel you on that right so I have you on this show love because I hit you up because me and you are very we have the same a similar experience that um, we both experienced and as everyone knows it's my chronicles I document my life and sometimes I document my life with other people so you guys heard my episode if not make sure you check it out why did I get married it would fully give you detail of what we're going to talk about today because if you all know my marriage did not last and it ended in divorce so that's what this episode is about divorce how it starts how it ended and how we're overcoming it well or working our way through it <laughs> I'll say that because <laughs> you know I would say um, I found out in therapy that you know I'm still being affected by my divorce and I've mm. been divorced 13 years Wow! and I've never grieved it um, reason being right in the midst of me getting divorced I decided to do what a lot of people tend to do they get into an emotional or physical sexual relationship and I got into it with someone else that was married which I found out later that he was still married but um yeah so I I just jumped into something serious with someone a situationship I would call it and life just happened and I was struggling with wanting to divorce him because I never saw myself being divorced I never saw myself getting married to someone 
and divorcing them. I felt like, you know, I was taught that you stay no matter what, you try to work it out. And then, you know, <clears throat> me being a believer, um, I just wanted to want it to work. And then the circumstances that we got married, I really wanted it to work because I wanted to prove to everybody <laughs> that I made this decision and I know y'all was against it, but look at it, it's working. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out in my favor. I married an opportunist. Uh, you know you wanted somebody that just wanted to be here you didn't want really want me and you know I never healed from that and I found that out in therapy when um, you know therapists they talk to you try to get to know a little bit about you and I said something about it and he said do you see how when you said that you used to be married how your whole body changed and I didn't realize that because, you know, I've talked about it with so many people. You know, of course, they're not special, so they don't notice it. And I was like, wow, like, I, he said, did you hear yourself sigh? And I said, yeah, I sighed because, you know, I'm just, I'm embarrassed and, you know, it didn't work. And, you know, I just, and I start crying. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I ain't been with this man. I don't know how long. And I ain't talk to him like nothing. Like I really don't. I kind of know what he doing, but I don't. I don't really care to know, you know. So I'm like, this stuff is still bothering me. And he asked me. He said, "Well, how long of a sentence do you want this to be?" He said, "How long are you gonna be in this prison?" It's been 13 years, and I was like, "Yo, like I really need to heal from that." Not that I want him or reconcile with him, but, you know, I need to heal from those emotions because mm-hmm. I feel some type of hurt from that. Still. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm working on that. So, share with um, my audience, Mary Kit, like, how did you meet your spouse, your ex-spouse, ex-husband, or whatever, if you don't mind. Um. So, I... Um, do you mind if I run it back a little bit? So right, like before I met my spouse? Well, sure, go ahead. Spouse? Okay, so um, just to like bring a little background into it. I um, I am a former teen parent, so mm-hmm. a teen mom of one. And so just like as you were sharing and you were saying, you know, like the whole, um, you know, trying to prove that you could, you know, like that your marriage would work. Yeah. I felt like I had a whole lot to prove because I was already coming from being a teen parent and a failed, uh-huh. you know, failed relationship with my daughter's dad then I was like okay I was very very cautious moving forward with dating how I dated who I dated um, and the intent on dating so when I met my former spouse um, I had I met him probably like informally like right before I actually got baptized um, as an adult uh-huh. um, and so you know I met him at a church uh, like I, I met a young lady at um, my home church, my then home church, and she had like a game night uh, with everybody, and um, he came with a friend. I I was you know I had, I guess I you could say I befriended the young lady who was um, who had um, hosted the game night. Okay. And um, the friend that my you know my ex came with was also in the meeting that we had met at. So when he when he came, I was like, oh you know I, I knew his friend but I didn't know him. He looked familiar, but I didn't know him. So, you know, just, you know, it was a very casual, like, game night. Everybody was having a good old time. 
from what I understood, like everybody, um, you know, it was like a young adult um, game night of, of, of Christians. So, like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, it could be some clean, fun game night, not right. just, you know, hanging with my ratchet. And I don't want to say call my friends ratchet, but hanging with my, you know, like, my, my everyday friends. Because I will gladly mix my friends. I have no issues right. with having my church friends <laughs> and my back home friends and my college girlfriends. Because I feel like um, no matter what circle I run in, um, they're, you know, everybody, you know, I, I am who I am um, authentically with everybody. But also, I don't. I choose not to surround myself with people who will not accept me for who I am. Both churchy American and everyday regular regular American. Right. Um, so you like right. like I said, like I you know I met him in a very normal setting for me, mm-hmm. um, and I mean it was like I didn't I, I didn't actually wasn't necessarily interested in him. Okay. Um, because I was at the time that I met him, I was very content with my singlehood. I was single. Um, I was single for a while, and um, what's that? I met. I probably I had come out of a dating relationship um, in like a year before that. But I had, you know, like casually. I don't say casually dated because people say casually dating, they think that you're out sleeping around. But literally, right. just you they know, going out on dates. Sex. Yeah, at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I was just you know going out and. Um, really not really meeting too many people because like I said I was very content in my singlehood um my last relationship prior before that was with um a really good a really good friend of mine um and you know just dating and time time wise just and dating just didn't really work out so when I met my um ex-spouse I was like oh you know just another person not a big deal right um he and he host he had mentioned at the end of the game night that he was hosting another event not an, I don't say another, but like a like a meetup, a mental health meetup. And so, you know, I was like, oh, cool. You know, a black Christian young man mm-hmm. is willingly, openly talking about mental health, which, um, you know, is is not very, you know, heard of in our, you know, in our community. And we're from the DMV. Right. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'd like to hear more about what he has to share. And I actually brought a girlfriend with me when we went over. Um, to the event, you know, and listen to it. And I was like, oh, okay, he's cool. But again, like, I'm not attracted to him. And not that he's not, a, you know, a, a, an unattractive guy. I just... Wasn't looking at him you know, that way. Wasn't looking for nobody. Right. For anybody. <laughs> at anybody. Um, wasn't looking for him in that kind of way. I was very... Like I said, I was very content in my sisterhood. So, when, um, you know, when we was there, I was like, oh, okay, he's cool, you know. Not even... I couldn't even say he was cute because I wasn't looking in right. that way like I felt like and I went, I went to a big pretty big church in the DMV and uh, according to my friends and family <laughs> there are so many bays in that church but you know like with you know I go to church with the intent of getting the word right you know building a small community and kind of heading out so you know I'm not looking not interested content so when I was like oh, okay my girlfriend had mentioned like oh he's cute and I was like oh, okay <laughs> you, know, you know cute for you Um, and like, you know, like, like the event that he hosted, was a very good, you know, very cool event, you know, very eye opening, very, um, the information that was shared amongst the people who gathered was really good information. Good to know, good to know, um, how to move forward, um, with, you know, dealing with my own mental health, um, or, or just like how to approach 
um, the discussion of mental health amongst, you know, like my peers or, you know, things, just the things to look at. I was like, okay, this is, this guy's smart. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, which is a blessing because, uh, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of, not a lot of people in general talk about their mental health or their struggles with mental health. Definitely, definitely not black men. Right. And definitely not black Christian black men. Right. Um, definitely not Christian black men who are around my age. And just for, you know, just to give y'all insight, I'm not even 30 yet. So I'm, I'm a pretty young, you know, I'm pretty young, but at the time that I met him, I think I was maybe 25 or 26. How old am I? I think I was about 25 or 26. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was, I was about 25 because I remember um, like the year before that, yeah, my 25th birthday was a big thing. I'm like, you know, if, if y'all not, you know, if you're not going to date me with these type of intentions, I don't want it. I'm a grown woman. Right. <laughs> um, and that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to be a grown woman. I'm going to be single. So um, how he like got my attention um, after, you know, after the event, he was like, oh, you know, like after my events, I'd like to break bread with people because, you know, we kind of shared some heavy information, heavy testimonies. Um, it's nice to break bread and kind of, you know, lighten the mood. So we went, you know, headed out to Chick-fil-A. Everybody kind of, you know, whoever wanted to eat, went to eat, sat down. We ate. Cool. You know, I didn't, when I tell you, I didn't think anything of it. I'm just sitting around with a bunch of other Christian folks. Right. Eating, giggling, you know, kikis. Um, so we leave and I notice he kind of hangs around and I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, he kind of hosted us. He's hanging around to, you know, see us off. Right. And I, he doesn't really say much to me. Like, so like that, when I say like, I didn't even notice that he would, I didn't think that he would even have any interest in me. Uh-huh. He didn't, he didn't make it very noticeable. And like my girlfriend kept saying like, oh, he's hanging around. I'm like, oh, he must be hanging around for you. Cause you know, <laughs> me, I'm dressed in denim overalls. And like a, you know, a, like a, 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 a pinstripe button up, but it's kind of fitted and my shoulders are cut out and I have on some Jordans. My hair is out wild and free. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have any makeup on. It's, this is, um, I want to say this was like in July or early August. Like I'm looking very comfortable. My girlfriend, on the other hand, she's cute. Um, she came cute. And, um, and I, you know, I think she's a beautiful lady. And then a bunch of the other young ladies that attended, I feel like everybody, they came and they were ready to be chose. Um, I look like someone's little brother. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, in my head, I'm like, you know, ain't nobody checking for me. I ain't coming here checking for nobody. And, and that, you know, that kind of was that. Um, then like maybe, I don't know if it was like a few days or a few weeks later, he like hits me up on Facebook and was like, hey, um, you know, like, trying, like I, I want to. I think I don't know if he asked for my number or it was like I'm trying to get to know you, or you. Oh, oh, he asked me to hang out at a cookout or something like that, and I was like, um, you know, well, okay, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, in my head, because I'm like I didn't have much conversation with him, right? Um, so it was kind of random, and I'm like I don't know why he asked it for me. If you want my friend, just say that. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you her number. She's probably ready for you to have her number. Right. Um, and so I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then he was like, yeah, you know, so he kind of like, I like, you know, kind of sketched out a plan of how he wanted, you know, like what he wanted. He was like, yeah, you know, let's hang out, you know, here or there or whatever. And honestly, I really want to read the messages, but I'm blocked on Facebook. So I can tell y'all what the message said. Oh. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> but um, that's his personal problem. That ain't my problem. Um, but 
yeah so he kind of kind of asked and I was like okay and I was like well what are your intentions because I wasn't sure like I said you know like, I wasn't looking for him and I didn't think he would like me so like why are you asking me to hang out because like I said if you wanted to get to know my friend just tell me you know I'll link y'all up I don't have a problem with that right but he was like you know I just you know I think you're cool I'm you know from when I met you and I really want to get to know you better and I'm like oh you know I guess that's cool too so we, I think we ended up we went out to I want to say like the MGM like we grabbed food we kind of hung out outside just got to know each other and it, I thought it was a good you know clean outing you know we hung out late but like we didn't drink because I didn't drink at the time um and it was just you know he seemed cool so right. we know even in that sense I mean I wasn't intending on dating him but just like that like our how we met and how we got you know got to know each other it didn't seem like anything would be wrong I mean at most we could have just could be really good friends right and we hung out a few more times after that um we um found out that we went to the same church from my understanding we went to the same church what I didn't know was that he was on his way out of our church oh Um, (laughs) but I guess you know it was a smart way to you know like hey I I also go to that church you know um oh we go to the same church oh you know that's cool and I'm like okay you know like like I said you know that's fine and dandy um it's nice to know that I go to church with you know, I, I'm hanging out with a, a, a man who loves the Lord um, yeah. because that was my intent for 25 and being a grown woman that you have to learn. Um, you have to love the Lord. And I'm not leading you to Christ. That's yep. not my job anymore. That's that missionary dating. That I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saving nobody. Right. Um, and I don't want to say it like that because I'm also a small group leader. So, you know, I have a goal to be a fisher of men and bring people to the Lord. But when right. it comes to my dating, yeah. um, you know, I need to be equally yoked, and I didn't want—I didn't want that responsibility. Okay. And he seems, you know, that's a lot. It is a lot of responsibility. I'm already a mom. I'm already a young mom, and I, you know, you know, it, I just de- uh, dedicated my life to God as an adult willingly. You know, a few years, like not, you know, maybe like two or three years before I met my um, my ex. So it was just like, you know, I'm still new to this. And, you know, I don't need nobody getting me off my, you know, off my track because I'm doing good, doing a great job. I like, I literally got baptized and I felt, you know, fresh running for some people, you know, getting baptized, um, is really big. Um, for some it's, you know, just, you know, just another thing, um, for me, because I was making that I had, you know, been in that, uh, process of choosing to rededicate my life and be intentional about it. It was big for me. So I didn't, I didn't have any room for error. I didn't have any room for hiccups. Right. So like, you know, like, you know, getting to know my ex, you know, he kind of checked the boxes and I didn't even realize I was checking boxes because I wasn't checking for anybody. Um, Mm. And we hung out a lot. Like, you know, like we talked on the phone till like five in the morning. Um, I was working at a summer camp that summer. So he was like coming to hang out with me I was, I was like he was like oh hey you know when can we hang out again I said well let me check my calendar uh-huh. um I'm very big on checking my calendar if it ain't on my calendar it ain't happening for me right um <laughs> as a mom and at the time I was um taking a class because I was um I had a nonprofit with my girlfriend um I was in class because I was completing my teaching certification so I was like taking grad level classes in summer working a full-time summer job you know, being a mom, taking an online course for a nonprofit and also being, you know, like actually in the process of running a nonprofit 
those are literally five things that I just listed that all of those things you should only be doing one or two of them at a time <laughs> um, like, and then I was doing a lot in 2017 Merrick was doing a lot um, and I didn't ask I didn't sign up for any of that I never woke up and said let me have a nonprofit and run a business not only that but let me let me run it with my girlfriend and let me get baptized and let me lead a small group and let me work a summer job and then also take summer grad classes like I was tripping when I was I was tri- I was big tripping yo I will say young <laughs> people y'all will go to school y'all be in school like I'm, I'm like wait a minute you working full time going to school full time girl in the mom all of that and I don't have no master's degree but that's none of my business we ain't gonna talk about that <laughs> I don't have a master's degree but I took master you know I don't, or you know I took grad level classes plenty plenty of them um, and this is just for certification but um, oh, wow. you know just exactly just all of that so you know I don't have like, if you got anything from that I don't have time for nobody's BS right. for anybody's BS right. um, I'm busy I'm booked and busy and I got a child to raise. I'm a single mom of a daughter, you know, with a very absent, pa- you know, other parent. So it's just like, I really don't have time right. at all. Um, so, you know, like he made it, he was very intentional with, and you know, I don't want to say inserting himself in my life, but like finding pockets where he could, you know, hang out with me. And I thought that was, that was honorable. You know, he found, he, 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 he uh, found spaces in my schedule. Yeah, and he he made himself available. What I didn't know was that we lived about. I didn't know that he lives in the south side of Maryland. I live, and you know, in the real, you know, normal side of Maryland. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so he he's like, where I live because I live in um, Baltimore. So girl, yeah. So he lives, um, <laughs> you know, not like uh, uh, close to there. Okay, because like, we're about you know four, 45, 45, 50 minute drive with no traffic. So I didn't know he was coming, and he also worked in um, out there. So what I didn't know was like when we linked up, I didn't know he lived there. I just thought that's where he parked his car, you know, at a friend's house. Um, so he was c- coming from there and me- linking up with me in Montgomery County where I worked. Oh wow! I didn't know, and he was coming during you know um, rush hour. Didn't know. Oh. I didn't. I didn't know any of this because, like I said, we didn't know each other. We just, you know, we didn't speak that often. You, you know, just chit chat here and there. So he was coming out there. I was like, oh yeah, well I'm getting ready to go shopping at Target. I got to go grocery shopping. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll come. I'll come, you know, with you. And we can. I was like, that's the only time I got before I go home. And he was spending that time with me, and I was like, oh okay, he's cool. Right. You know, like, like that's, that's check. Like that's like really, really. That's oh, pre- wow. that's pretty ideal. I have none of that. Like that's that's pretty ideal. Like you know, then um, I found out that you know some of my friends from church, um, you know, were um, you know good friends with him, or at least yeah, they were good friends with him. At, or at some you know point of time, they knew they knew him very well because he was in their wedding. So I was like, oh, okay. so so this is a good person because these are great people. You know how I felt. I was like, okay, cool. Like you know, just everything was matching up. I went you know kayaking with my girlfriend, and he you know I and last minute I thought he was just gonna see me off and I you know I asked him if that was okay if he came along they were okay but then he went it was you know just how he he just seamlessly matched up with my life and I was like oh well this is easy what? And, and 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 I and when I don't I don't even know at, at the time I was praying intentionally about you know a partner but I, I remember a few years before I met my ex 
I took um, a premarital class and I was single taking the class. Yeah, they do yeah. recommend if you're single, you should take it still. And it was it was a great experience. And I was like, you know, I told myself, like, you know, if God was going to send me a husband, because I ain't looking for him. That ain't my job. I am right. not a seeker. <laughs> I am to be sought. And he gonna, yeah. and I'm not going to turn into a wife. He's going to find me. And I will, be, you know, I will have the wife qualities, you know, whatever, whatever wife qualities people think they're going to be looking for. Right. I mean, if you ask me if I can cook and clean, I'm going to ask if you can build a house. But, you know, because I, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm able to do both. Right. But I just don't want to do it. That's your job. Um, but anyway, so I was like, okay, you know, he was kind of really like, he just, I, I know I, at one point I asked God, like if, you know, whoever he sends for me, let, let him, you know, when he finds me, let it be an easy and seamless transition. I asked that for almost anything, like, you know, with a new job or new friends or you know when I when it's time for me to buy a house or buy a car, I always ask for a seamless transition because if it's going to be difficult and I feel like then I feel like I'm going against God's will for my life right um but if it's you know it's, it's pretty you know not not like oh my gosh it was so easy but it was just like you know it's, it's a smooth transition and I feel like you know then God must want it for me because if he ain't want it for me he would have been blocked it he would have give you know given me a sign you Ooh. know something it's funny that you say that because right before I said my I do on my wedding day, I kept mm-hmm. asking God and I kept saying like, God, if you don't want this to happen, then don't let it happen. I just kept saying that. And I was like, as it's getting closer and closer to my wedding day, nothing was interfering. And even up wow. to the wedding day, I asked God, if you don't want this to happen, don't let it happen. Let something happen. And nothing happened. But as soon as I said I do, that night, that night, it was crazy from then on after the idea. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, you know what, let me tell you, when I got married, um, the way that this story is going to turn, you're going to be like, girl, why did you even get married? Um, I didn't even ask that. The same questions that I was asking God, you know, initially, you know, make it seem, you know, make it an easy transition. Let me know if it, you don't want it for me, Lord. I stopped praying that when, when, um, you know, when the time came because, um, you know, like we ended up not, we actually broke up or broke with, you know, we dated, got engaged, were engaged for a few months and then broke up our engagement and then ended up coming back together and getting married. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but so I feel like, you know, but I was silly for not going back to God about that. I just figured, oh, he came back if it, if said, if, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll come back. And if you know, what is it like? <laughs> set it free, and you know, if you love it, set it free. And if it's meant to back, it'll. If it's meant to be, it'll come back or something like that. And yeah. girl, I should. I I know the word, but I was, you know, that was a really worldly um, thing for me to quote unquote believe in. Right. Um, and that was, you know, very foolish of me because if I know the Lord, I should stick with the Lord. And I know the, you know, God's word is is true and it's perfect not you know something that somebody else has said on here on earth and I'm like oh yeah you know he came back oh my gosh like we were meant to be because no like at that Girl. point I was trying to see how red the red flag was going to get like what shade of red it was going to be okay and that's what it became so you know I can say you know we dated we got along we you know we started going to church you know he, he would attend service at the same same sun you know same time that I went to service 
I also took a class on Sunday. That's when I tell you, like, your girl was busy for no reason. Not going to say no reason. Everything has a reason. Right. But, like, <laughs> the fact that he made time to be in my busy schedule, and I didn't have any time to breathe, but he made time to be there. That's what I don't understand, because it's like, I know people that's listening to the story. It's like, wait a minute. This sounds like... It sounds too good to be per- true. Yes, like the perfect, like, just as believers, like, that's what we look for. You look for someone who's you know like okay I don't have time but they're making time they're nice you know what I'm saying you know they go to church with you like I had, none of, that. I had none of that and say I did none of that but I wasn't hey. really I wasn't you know I, I wasn't really walking with the Lord like that either True. so you know I know now I wouldn't accept that because I'm in a different place in my life I'm older I'm mature in my faith so I would not do that now but back then, I, you know, I had just got out of really t- horrible seven-year abusive, emotionally, physically abusive relationship, and I was told that I wasn't wanted, and, you know, somebody wanted me, somebody wanted to marry me, and I was like, you know, this is, this is going to help me because, you know, he's going to make me feel better, he actually wants to marry me, I'm actually going to get married, so, you know, I just thought it was going to be a fix. But little did I know. That was nice. hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like joking because I'm just like, you know, like even though our ex- experience was not the same, it was the same because like you, you're saying like, you know, you didn't even have this experience that I'm talking about. And I'm over here like, you know, I'm saying that it sounds all good, but I'm, you know, I'm also like very cautious with kind of like sharing like, probably the really good parts of the details because mm-hmm. like, it's not my story to sh- it's not only my story to share right and that's and, the- it, and and it's hard to like you know sometimes you just want to be like this is what happened da-da-da, because then it gives you the full circle but I'm like at this point I don't really have to ex- you know explain a full you know the full story for you to get the full circle you just right. have, you know a little pocket of you know things aren't always as they seem because you know and I'm seeing I, that from hearing your story like, I'm like, yo, like, it don't sound like anything wrong. <laughs> girl, it sounds like something that everybody prayed for, okay? Okay. Um, and I'm just like, you know, like, everything's great. <laughs> you know, this right. is what people pray for. This is what I, you know, wish for. Um, you know, as a, uh, you know, millennial, I, you know, super am in love with Disney princess movies. Everybody's like, oh, you know, like, that is such an unattainable thing. And I mean, I know what's pretend and right. what's for real life, but like, you know, deep down in my heart, I was like, well, this could be my fairy tale come true. And I'm not right. even wishing for the fairy tale. It just happened that way. Right. But also, we understand that, um, you know, when we're watching these fairy tales, it's all acting. And if there's anything that I got from this, it's like, people are really good at acting. And it was Ooh. very convincing. Ooh, that's good. To learn, you know, like, you know, here I am today I'm like well this person was really good at acting they saw you know they heard what I wanted they conformed to it they stayed the track long enough to catch me Uh, and then you know legally keep me and then after that all hell broke loose that's that's what I never will understand I think I seen someone post this on Twitter of how a person will run you down like for years 
and as soon as they get you, they don't do they do nothing that they said they were gonna do. At all. Like, it was the probably the worst relationship you ever I I don't it's like if you know that that's not what your intentions are, leave me alone. Like that you wanna have this serious, full blown out relationship with me when really that's all you wanna do is smash. That part <laughs> and then some. Like right. if you don't like me, then you don't have to be with me. You didn't have to I didn't ask for you to, to pursue me I didn't ask for you to officially date me I didn't ask for you to share any of that with me I didn't ask to be engaged I didn't ask for you to leave and come back I didn't ask for anything right so Mm-mm-mm. you know Back to the door, you know, like if you, you know, if you had so many negative things to say about me or say about this relationship, remember, I didn't pursue this relationship. I didn't ask for this relationship. I was living my life, my single life, okay? Mm-hmm. I was enjoying going out on, you know, solo dates, you know, take my daughter out, enjoying hanging out with my daughter. And like, um, you know, like my, my previous relationship right before um, I had met my ex, I mean, we were, like I said, we were really good friends. So I didn't feel any pressure. You know, I wasn't locked down or anything. Like, I was just as free single as I was in a relationship. Mm. And, you know, like, not that I wasn't doing anything crazy, but it's just like, you know, like, so it, I I wasn't desiring anything in a relationship because I was very content with being single. And not only that, but like, if I really wanted to be, you know, experience that same freedom, I would go back to the person that I was dating, not date someone new. Right. And, you know, have to fit the stereotypical relationship. Um, you know, like, I don't want to say guidelines, but for a lack of a better term, guidelines. You know, like, if you're in a relationship, you don't hang out with your guy friends. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, you're not, you know, kicking with your guy friend, you should be talking to the person that you're dating. True. Which makes sense on the outside, look from the outside looking in. Right. But also <laughs> understand, like, the guy that I was dating was, um, uh, and, and the guy that I was dating's best friend was also my best friend. So like, oh, okay. I, you know, it we was always, you know, always all together, always all talking, you know. Or if I wasn't talking to my boo, I was talking to my best friend. And you know, sometimes I mean, in my head, I'm single. I, I don't say I'm single, but like, <laughs> it's my best friend and it's your best friend. There's nothing wrong if I'm talking to him late at night because we ain't talking about nothing anyway. Right. Nothing that we wouldn't talk about if we were together. So at that time, you know, that meant that like, why would I trade that in? For something that you know has very strict guidelines, okay, uh-huh. um, you know, like a relationship where I can't do this, you know, I can't do this, can't do that. Not saying that there's plenty of things that you can't do, but like just being mindful as an you know an adult person dating. I you know outside looking at, I don't want my boo talking to his you know female best friend past you know past a certain time, right? You know, like hanging out, you know, you talking to your best friend before you talking to me for the day, you know, just little things like little nuances that wouldn't think bothered me because it didn't bother my last partner so right. it was that so I'm like oh, no, like, I'm looking for this so you know you, you, you dated me you get, you got to know me you introduced me you know I've introduced you to my friends at church I've introduced you to my sister you've been around my daughter right um, and once you bring around the kids that's like and, and that's big and, I, and, and before I was like I will never introduce anybody to my daughter but I was like you know when you understand that this is a package deal I don't right. know if my kid even likes you before I even further this relationship. Because some people will keep the worlds very separate. Which, and, uh-huh. and, you know, my kid was seven. So, you know, like, it was like a, you know, I'm like, well, 
it's good to keep it separate. You know, a lot of it is separate. But I'm like, if she, you know, she's also at an age where she's able to discern if she likes people or not. Right. And, you know, if my kid don't like you continuously, then I can't, you know, then it ain't, ain't going to work. And I'm um, so glad your mother likes that because there's a lot of mothers out here who choose men over their kids. Yeah, and so there's that, and I'm just like, yeah, I could, you know, I couldn't do that. But she, they got along very well. He, you know, like they were, you know, they hit it off. So oh, I was like, wow. okay, y'all like, you know, not only do you, you know, get along with my kid, but she gets along with you, and then she talks about you in your absence. Oh, my kid, you know, man. like she, you know, she. <laughs> And it's interesting because my daughter, I, I, you know, I had two prior relationships um, that um, that those guys knew my daughter, you know, outside mm-hmm. of her father. And, you know, one, you know, we became best friends and he, you know, took on a fatherly, physical fatherly role, like emotional fatherly role um, from the time she was about 18 to 24 months, close to 22 months, almost two uh, or, or what or she might have been just turned two, And he was there from then until until she was uh seven or eight until she turned seven and he like passed away but they had a really close relationship um and then oh, the guy wow. that i was Sorry dating before that. my ex that, yeah, that's, that's my guy like his family became my family like that's my guy and that's what i love like I, I looked at their relationship and i said well that's what i want in a guy you know the man that i marry has to have a relationship with my daughter emotionally and physically like that and then my prior partner before my ex um who was my friend he was like you know our emergency contact he would you know babysit my daughter when I had to work and she didn't have school um you know he came to soccer games you know I think he was there at her baptism um like he was you know physically there you know in, in the capacity that a dad would be Mm-hmm. so I had you know these two guys in my life and, and I had a really close relationship with both of them you know and at one point wasn't dating either of them but they were still there for my daughter and myself that I was like you know these guys put together perfect dad and what right. it seemed like in my ex you know that's what he's what he seemed to become um, but something that my mom told me was like that I overshare my life my life is so easy you know it's so predictable and I'm, my book, my life is so open like a book that people can, you know, study me and then mm-hmm. become what I want. And oh, that was, oh. my mom said, that's my downfall. And I'm wow. like, you know, I don't have anything to hide. If it's right. something private and personal, then you'll never know, you'll never hear it. But my mom was like, you know, it's okay to share, but you don't have to share everything with everybody. And you have to be uh, mindful of what you share and who you share with and at the time that you share. Because maybe it was okay for me to share some of the stuff that I share with my ex. But not in the, in the beginning when I was just meeting him, when I'm just dating him. I don't need to tell him everything that I like in a man and everything that yes. I don't like in a man. Because then he conforms to that, which he did. Mm. If there's anything that he was, he was a great actor. I see. He was. He, he's, he's a great student. He's, he's great at studying things. And he performs well. So, you know, like he was, and he was a former athlete. So, you know, study the play, practice, mm. and performs well. You know, and like he's a very intelligent guy. So you know, with school, when it came to taking exams or um, um, passing certification exams, he studied and performed well. So that's what he, you know, that's essentially what happened with our relationship. Because I'm like, you know, he he was a great, you know, he just seemed so great. And I was like, wow. So when he asked me, like, you know, to be his girlfriend, I was like, oh yes, 
Right, right wasn't, away. <laughs> wasn't looking for you, but you found me. You checked right. all the boxes that I didn't know existed, and then some. And you know, so far, so good. Um, I guess another, I guess a downfall for me was like I wasn't having him around, like my closer family and friends that often. But it wasn't really much going on that summer. Uh-huh. I was like I said, I'm bu- I'm busy with work. My mom told me don't bring ba- bring nobody else home unless I plan on marrying them. Okay. And so I was like, okay. I mean, I had him brought. You, know, you would think I brought like 20 people home right. to my parents. <laughs> they met my daughter's dad, who um, he was my prom date and my friend. Uh-huh. Um, they never knew that we dated. So the next time I brought him to our home, I was telling them that I was pregnant. Oh, um, and I was um, my freshman year of college. I was 17. So that was that was a little heartbreaking for them. I get that part. Uh-huh. Um, the next guy that I brought home officially dating was my friend who passed away. <laughs> um and and I actually bought him home and we were no longer dating. <laughs> uh, like okay. they had met him but like they never, you know, he didn't come he didn't he didn't come in and officially meet my parents. Um and I didn't know that that time that that was his I guess he was initiating like trying to date me again. But when I'm done with dating you, I'm done with dating, okay? I'm <laughs> I'm gone. We could we could be friends, but I wasn't interested in um you know, I wasn't I wasn't thinking. I, you know, I don't be thinking like that. If we friends, once we friend zone, <laughs> there's no return from that. Right. Um, and it's no I shade, but <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good at at that. So like, when I brought um, you know my ex home, I mean technically he was a third guy that I brought home that I date. And so my mom was like, you know, oh wait, I don't know him. You know, didn't you know? Didn't even get, she didn't even give him a chance. Right. <laughs> and so that was hard for me because my mom and my sister weren't even giving him a chance. I was trying to bring him around and they were saying no. My mom, you know, mom's like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, okay. And, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm trying to respect that. But I'm like, girl, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be ready if you don't meet him because I need, you know, I don't really seek um, anybody else's approval. But I guess it's nice and it's, you know, respectful to get your parents' approval at least. Yeah. But like, it, you know, that was a, you know, that wasn't a good move for me because I'm. I was like, well, shoot, if y'all, that's on y'all. If y'all want me to, I'm still gonna date them. I'm <laughs> right. still gonna get serious with them instead of like having, you know, somebody, you know, like yeah, I guess some somebody to bounce some ideas off. I'm like, you know, people who can see things that I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm not head over heels or anything, but I'm just like, you know, like oh my gosh, you get in the honeymoon phase, getting to know him. Oh my gosh, he's such a great person. He knows this, he knows that, he knows this. He speaks very well, and he's so smart, and he's so knowledgeable, and he knows the Lord. He knows these people at church, and they so far they like him. Did it I? My kid likes him. Everything seems fine. Right. But I didn't have my mom's, you know, approval. My best friend hadn't really had my best friends. I have multiple best friends um, from different stages of my life, but they hadn't really been around him that much. To really you know give a solid yes or no and then my close girlfriends from college um who you know if it wasn't for you know being it being post high school that i met them you know they would be considered my best friends but I, you know we're so close i just call them my sisters we didn't even none of them really had opportunity to really get to know him they just only heard about him so they couldn't even give me a sound you know solid yes or no uh. so these are you know these are all of my you know i guess all my faults and, you know, for me, you know, I met him in July. Um, we started dating, like, late August. And, you know, he came to my birthday dinner, I think. He came to my birthday dinner. I'm trying to think about it now. <laughs> I hear that year. Um, you know, he by that time, you know, we, you know, out here getting to know each other, hanging out. 
all of these things, you know, never really meeting my mom, right? Never really meeting my sister. I, Jim and my sister would see him at church because he would come to church and we would be at church together. We went, you know, went to a couple weddings that summer together, um, both on his friends and family side. And I'm like, okay, he out here bringing me around his family. Okay, cool. Right. And, you know, they seem to like me. And then that's another thing. My, you know, my in-laws seem to like me or seem to tolerate me. But I didn't know that Uh-oh. they didn't like me for a very long time. You know, I wasn't, you know, I ain't worried about them. I ain't dating y'all, I'm dating your son. You know, I ain't dating y'all, I'm dating your brother. So it didn't, you know, it didn't, I didn't, I peeped it. But like I said, they don't know me. And, you know, for me, like, unless, and I am always respectful when I come to people's houses and when I get to know, you know, when I come into your space or come into your presence, you know, I'm very, you know, you know, hi, my name is, nice to meet you. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm very, I, you know, I know how to take the temperature of the room and adjust. And they, you know, I just felt like maybe they didn't, you know, didn't want to, you know, talk to me on Sunday after church. They tired, they want to take a nap. You know, just little things. Right. Just all the little things that I probably should have paid attention to. <laughs> because they were showing me that they weren't fond of me. Um, they were letting him know that he was, they weren't fond of me, but he wasn't sharing that with me, of course. Because, I mean, who, who wants to tell their partner that their family's not fond of them? Really? You know, like... Like, what is that to like about you? I'm sorry. Child, like, what's I don't wrong know. with them? Hate is going to hate. Hate is going to hate. I don't know like, why. And it's, no, not all of them. Because, like, you know, my brother-in-law. And I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard because I'm like, you know, I'm in the midst of a divorce. Um, And, you know, the one brother and one sister who I love so dearly, you know, like, I'm like, I mean, do I just still call them my in-laws? Because I mean, they won't be my in-laws soon. But because of my relationship with them, they were always accepting of me from the very beginning to end. And I have my own relationship with them, independent of their brother. Right. And I'm just like, you know, like, you know, I could, you know, still talk to them now. It won't be the same capacity that it was before. But it's just like, I, like those two and their, you know, their families, like their um, spouses and their children seem to accept me like a normal person would. Right. But like their parents didn't accept me, you know, their you know, sisters, you know, would say, you know, like little sneaky things about me. Like I was, um, you know, using him. I'm like, baby, like, um, get to know me first. Like you ain't even trying to get to know right. me. Right. Like, you know, if you're judging me, if you judge me just off my resume, you know, with my car facts or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay. You might see me. I am a, you know, young mom, young single mom. Ooh, whoa. Wow, but if you want to read into it, I am you know, at the time I was a teacher, I've been teaching for years. I think that was what year four or five for me. I just I taught for um six and a half, seven school years. So, you know, like if you know, oh, she's a single mom, but baby, she has a career, she has a degree, she has her own car, she pays all her own bills. Okay, um, none of these things are needed, you know, are needing your brother to take care right. of. Right. You was doing it way before he even came in the picture. Per like <laughs> none of that. Like so I'm just like, okay, that you know, that kind of threw me off. Right. I'm well spoken. I'm very polite. Um I not only do I know the Lord and I love the Lord for myself, but like I serve and I serve intentionally. Right. To bring people, other people to Christ. So, you know, and his, you know, he comes from a super holy family. So, you know, like, you would think that, you know, those check the boxes, Kareem. Right. Hello? That's, like, right. That's a, that's a trophy <laughs> wife, okay? That's a trophy exactly. wife. And, and not only that, but I'm, you know, well-liked amongst, you know, our church community. 
ain't nothing to not like about me. That's what maybe my like. attitude, you know, they but I don't show my attitude. But they, they didn't ne- they, give you a chance. They didn't give me an opportunity. No. So there was that. And, you know, like like I said, like, you know, what your family and your friends say, you know, it, it really does matter because it can at some point cloud your judgment of your partner. So especially in vulnerable um, times. So I realized what I was, you know, what I learned along the way and towards the end was that, you know, um, he allowed things that other people said about me, though he knew was personally he allowed uh-huh. things that people said about me that was said to cloud his he, 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 I remember he said like you know like you were um you were spiteful and I'm like when have I ever shown you spiteful I've, I've always been loving I speak very like lovingly even when I'm upset or oh, I don't say nothing at all so you right. know there's just little things and we would have you know disagreements and he would say like oh you're gonna use that against me and I'm like what am I'm, I'm I don't even hold I don't even keep receipts of you know things that people have wronged me for and it's you know it's I almost it's to forgive people you know I'm almost quick to forget a lot of things because it's not important for me I I have an issue I don't want to have issues I don't I try not to you know hold on um, or not I have a lot of time remembering everyday things I don't need to hold on to something that you did to me five years ago that I said I forgive you for because I need mine for things that I need that I need to get up my pen number count you know um, I think that I forget on the regular basis some days like the last <laughs> thing I need to do is hold on to a grudge that is clouding my memory because I don't need help forgetting stuff I already forget stuff on my own so it's just like I don't you know like why are you accusing me of things like I'm like you know if Keisha Cole like I should have cheated because you accused me of doing all these things. Right. I might as well do it. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, oh, you know, just just all these things. But again, like like I said, I didn't I didn't know. Like we started dating late August. I was engaged by December 28th of that year, so we were only dated for four months. And you know, some people said, oh my gosh, that's so short. You know, that's too soon to be engaged. But I'm like, I wasn't. You know, we weren't. You know, we weren't intimate. Um, I was very intentional on the conversation that I had with him. We weren't talking about, oh my gosh, you are so beautiful. You are so handsome. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. can't wait to be. And like, we weren't doing things like that. We were talking about what I thought was, you know, everyday life. You know, what do you like to do? Or, you know, um, you know, what, you know, what would you, what would you do if, you know, a person, you know, a non-Christian person asked you this? How would you approach? You know, we really talked about what I thought were pretty good conversations, pretty deep things outside of the very you know what's your favorite color what do you like to do for fun like that's basic hey. stuff that can come up and you know like we're not asking all them silly questions they came up in conversation but we're not wasting time talking about stuff like that um so I just thought like everything was fine I, you know and I felt like the quality of our relationship outweighed the quantity of the amount of time that I had known him mm-hmm. and I was okay to say yes you know to get married with the you know I guess like the unconscious understanding that I wouldn't be getting married soon if I got engaged December you know 2017 I wasn't expecting to be married by December 2018 person right you know may I I would at least be engaged a year and some change you know um so you like premarital and all this we did we did pre you know I did premarital class by myself when I was single we did premarital together um technically three different times and we only finished one 
third you know you know we we went from church to, we went to like three different churches mm. um in the time that we were engaged we went from our church that we met at to another church in virginia then we tried another church in the dmv and then you know we ended up at the church that destiny and i go to yeah um, once we got married <laughs> and i love that church i'm still there but then we also ended up you know at another church because you know he, he didn't you know want to go to that church anymore and I, that should have been a red flag for me too you know we were only married you know from december 2018 to barely you know barely 2020 and even in that time even when we were married we were um separated for six months of our marriage we were married for about you know what four five maybe six months and then we were separated for another six months and then we got back together so we 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 didn't even make it to a full year of marriage and these are all you know that and then jumping to what three four different churches um and you know making all these excuses and you know just witnessing you know different um you know the loss of, of different friendships and you know strained relationships again you know with his family and you know then blaming it the strained relationship with the family was because of me I ain't do nothing I'm encouraging right. you you know to, to <laughs> make amends with your family and your friends but you know it was just all these things and then you know this is a how red can the flag get yes because these like, are all red flags you can't commit to a church so you it's can't like, commit to a church you can't commit to a church how can you commit to a marriage like girl okay and, 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 and let me tell you the first six months of our marriage was blissful it was beautiful um wow you know and and maybe because i wasn't really seeing red flags but it seemed fine you know like things were going well mm-hmm. you know and then you know he had a hard time um maintaining the job um which you know in marriage you know you put on your big girl panties and you handled what you got ahead i had a full-time career as a teacher full-time salary mm-hmm. that i was okay with you know i i hold us down while you're looking for another job right not i'll hold you down while you say you're looking for another job and don't get it or you get another job and you know working for a little bit and you know working for a little bit quick or even before we when we were dating he was working one job and then worked i think three or four more jobs before we got married and what we were engaged for what four months or we had known each other for four months and out of that like it was it was it was all the signs all the signs that this just wasn't gonna work out and let me not say oh my gosh he's a terrible person you know he uh-huh. said he deals with mental health issues um yeah. and so so that's a huge part of that but also you know when you're dealing with mental he had all i feel like he had he knew what to do you know he had a therapist um he had you know medications he had you know routines you know he, he did all the things that he you know i would think he was supposed to do but it was still you know lacks lacking stability in different areas of that that you know he was mm-hmm. never fully stable and so right. if he's never fully stable mentally and emotionally and also physically then he he wasn't cut out to have taken on a marriage right. um and and, a, and inherit a child that from what i knew he didn't even he wasn't even liking her i didn't know that or what? or in different and let me let me not say like oh my gosh she hated her but like he you know his interactions with my child at some point were not great and I didn't know that like apparently you know my daughter you know has a you know some relationship with her father and her biological father and he told her you know 
he will never be your dad. But her dad is also toxic and childish. Um, and wow, I sure do know how to pick them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, you but he told yourself. <laughs> he told my seven year old, you know, no one will ever replace him. But um, sir, you have been replaced her whole life because you just chose not to be absent. So you've been replaced. So apparently, you know, my daughter, my ex, you know, something's going on. And she told him, you're not my dad. I didn't know that. Um, he told me this, you know, later he disclosed his information. And I had, I, you know, had the conversation with my daughter. She said, well, he's not my dad. And my dad told me that no one else could ever be my dad. You know, but you can't blame a child. Right. You know, who's being told by, you know, to her, who's a trusted adult. And, you know, that is fact to her. And as her stepfather or stepping dad, or, you know, bonus father, bonus right. parent, you could have, instead of being offended by that, she's a child you could have been more intentional with how you approached your relationship with her you can prove you know i don't say you have to prove to her but you can be consistent you know not you know turn into the so he basically turned in you know to what her dad was just in our home you know he just you know would, you know go to work and come home play video games not want to be bothered you know if he picked her up sure he would pick her up you know from aftercare or from school or whatever um but like he, he it was like he had that wall built up and he right. continued to build the wall so like their relationship stopped growing mind you I told you in the beginning they had a really great relationship so I thought mm-hmm. but then for her you know it went from you know oh he's mommy's friend to like oh he's mommy's fiance and he's gonna be your new dad that switch for her wasn't cool you know for her and you know with her and her you know questionable relationship with her dad you know of course kids talking her dad is so you know instead of spending time with your daughter he spent time with his daughter asking questions about me. Right. <laughs> and, so, you know, kids are, you know, yeah, mommy, mommy has a new boyfriend. Mommy's getting married. Right. Oh, he's going to live with us. You know, all these things. And it's just like, you know, she's a kid. She's absorbing everything. And then she's going, you know, she's a sponge and she's going to give you back what was given to her. And, you know, if she's not getting really great things, she's putting out not really great things. And he's continuously being offended by her. And again, I'm not knowing a lot of this. Right. Or I'm not aware of it. Um, but then I'm, I'm over here fussing with my kid all the time. And I'm like, she's a kid. Get over it. Be an adult. <laughs> you know, you could right. be an adult and say like, hey, that's not how you talk to any adult. But that's definitely not how you talk to me. I'm not trying to replace your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just filling in the gaps, you know, because your dad, you know, your dad doesn't live here. So, right. you know, when your mom can't take you to school. And your dad can't take you to school. Who's gonna take you to school? You know, like if you know, or I can't, or who's gonna pick you up? You know, he, you know, and he's, you know, in in, in the areas that he, you know, in the ways that he was able to build a relationship with my daughter, he did great where he was able to, mm-hmm. and where he didn't, I mean, he falls, he fell short. Like he taught her how to ride a bike. That's something I can't, you know, I could not. I tried to teach my kid how to ride a bike. I couldn't teach her how to ride a bike. <laughs> her daddy, her daddy, you know, wasn't around, so he couldn't. He wasn't gonna teach her how to ride a bike, and he's not gonna carve out the time to do it, but. But her stepdad did. Mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, that's a skill that, you know, you can never take away from her. Unless, you know, no, you can't take, you know, once you learn something, you can't take knowledge back. So that's, you know, something that they did. You know, they experienced the Krispy Kreme experience together. You right. know, they bowled together. They played Just Dance together. That's something that they enjoyed to do. But, like, I could only tell you on a very few um, occasions that he actually interacted with her well consistently he wasn't consistent with it so their relationship was strained and because their relationship was strained you know I'm over here fussing with my kid like 
why don't you like your stepdad? And I'm busting with him. Why don't you like your stepdaughter? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't want the relationship for him more than he wanted it with her. Mm-hmm. And like I said, mm-hmm. with, with him dealing with his mental health, um, that ha- had a huge part with how he built his relationship with her, how mm-hmm. he, um, how he, I guess, uh, processed things. And then also how he, you know, threw the information at me. Like it, it was a blame game for him when it came to me. Like, it's your fault. You know, you need to get your baby daddy in check. And, you know, if you didn't check, if you would have had him in check, I would have had, you know, this, that, and the other. But I'm like, I dated how many men? Or at least, you know, two major men since mm-hmm. my daughter's dad. And this man was so pressed to daft them up. And I'm like, was he intimidated by them physically? Um, <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, my daughter, you know, I was not married to either of them. So the relationship right. with a boyfriend is going to be different with a fiance and a husband. Right. Um, you know, so all these things, I'm just like, you know, like there's so many things I'm like, busted. I'm like, there's so much tension in our marriage just because of these strained relationships. And instead of addressing, you know, my ex should have addressed his issues. He should have taken these, you know, you, you go to counseling, they give you action plan. You post to, you know, work on the action plan. Right. He was just coming home and blaming everything on me. And I mean, like, I'm working. I'm paying our bills. But not only that, you the husband, you're supposed to lead. Like, you're supposed to lead. Like, I felt like I was becoming <laughs> a parent of my partner. Mm. And, you know, you know, then he, you know, he had, he, he's, you know, kind of outcasted from his family because he's married. And you know, not only did he choose to come back and date me, but he's also married. And so they didn't like that. And so, you know, they're giving him the cold shoulder and being, you know, rude to him. And so he's taking it out on me. And I'm just like, there's so many things. And then we also live with my parents who are baby boomers. My right. dad has dementia. My, you know, my, my, and my family, you know, like I have a large responsibility in my family. With him, he didn't have that many responsibilities in his family. You know, there was no taking care of, you know, his grandmother or, you know, other family members. You know, he doesn't have to take care of it, a, 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 a ill parent. So, you know, he's like, you know, you're doing all these things for your family. I'm like, well, I am one of two children. You are one of seven. Okay. Y'all can split the responsibility. Love you, like, that's a total, your parents, like, that's, that's so They're part of the package. Right. Well, you can help. You can Especially offer when, your assistance when, when you ain't got no daggone job. Right. <laughs> you up here using electricity. Need, like, your dad has dementia. Like, that's a need. That's, like, you got to be supportive because that's a lot on people. People mm-hmm. don't understand, like, that is a lot on their children. It's a lot on that person. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need that stress alone, and then you're going to be a more of a headache. Girl. I'm really I- upset about his family, but you know what? I can't talk about on this podcast, but I'm not surprised. I have to talk to you offline about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> about you this. know, everybody, everybody <laughs> different. What, what, what they say, you know, um, when you are a Christian, you know, you are the salt or you know salt of the earth or you are the light in the room people are going to be attracted to your light but you don't know why they're attracted to your light you don't know if they're attracted to your light to put it out or they're attracted to your light because they want to be lit as well you know like you don't know and you know some people are you know offended that I know the Lord the way that I do Mm-hmm. And that I move, you know, like I ain't no fake Christian. I'm not a Bible told Christian. I can't tell you 50 different scriptures from the Bible. Right. But I do know that God's word is true and perfect. Mm-hmm. And I know some things that people be saying that definitely ain't in the Bible. I've been in church my whole life. Right. <laughs> but 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 not only have I been in church my whole life, I've as since I was a child, I take what I learned at church and I applied it to my life. And so there's some people who, you know, they in church all day, all day life but they still acting ugly. 
and that mm-hmm. was a different you know that that's something that you know people don't like because I'm an authentic Christian I'm not trying to say you know I'm not going to say they fake right. but girl how I how <laughs> I walked in the world and how I you know I'm loving and you know I'm I'm very much living in my own unicorn in my in my mind I've always lived in my own world in my mind mm-hmm. and you know ultimately kind of like walk around like I am in a fairy tale all the time <laughs> like in everyday life that it's just like you know the, like you could you people will be confused sometimes I'm confused like how am I so unboxed you know the world could be going to shit around me <laughs> right. and you know and I'm like oh well you know what the glass is still half full I'm mm. very optimistic about things and people don't like that hey you know I'm working I'm a teacher and I don't make that much money but I got a job and I can pay my bills. Right. Versus, you know, <laughs> um, well, on the other end, it could be, I, you know, I hate this job. And I did hate my job at one point. Oh, but yeah. I didn't have a replacement. Therefore, I was grateful for the job. And I did my best. And so, you know, people don't like that. Not everybody, you know, can receive that well. And I think mm-hmm. that was a huge part of that. And I think that was a huge part, a huge part of his core. And it's, you know, it's because of who he was raised by and who pours into him. And if you're not being poured into by the right people, you're pouring out bad stuff too. And I don't want that. Right. And, you know, just even if you talk to me about it, it's just like, oh, so you would have think I would have filed for the divorce. You would have thought that I wanted the divorce. And that's what my next question was. (laughs) With all of this going on, so who made the decision? Because in my case, it was me. He didn't want to get a divorce, but, you know, I was kind of encouraged to do it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I struggled with it even still. After I filed, I struggled with it. But I tried to reconcile, and he just was very prideful, Jamaican man, very prideful, and he just didn't want to bend. But then when it got to the point of after I, we got divorced, he said something to me like, well, I didn't want to divorce you. Like, he wanted to try to make things work. And it's like, well, now it's too late because I done moved on with somebody right. else and I'm not interested no more. So, um, you know, when I was trying to be interested, you didn't want, you want to give me pushback and be prideful. So, you know. Yeah, so I was like, okay, so with all this going on, you still didn't want to get a divorce, so he wanted to divorce you. I, divorce never came to mind for me, because I was in it. You know, right. I, I was willing to work on anything. Every time he brought up a concern, I was like, okay, well, how do I fix this? I was going to, you know, counseling and therapy at one point. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, seeking counsel from my girlfriends who are Christians and who are married or in relationships. Right. You know, I was even asking my mom, and I'm just like, you know, like, and I'm not bringing my mom into my mess, but you know, just like, you know, I would casually ask, like, mommy, you know, if you and daddy had a, you know, disagreement about this, like, how did you handle it? You know, like the whole, you know, blending the family. So I mean, te- technically, I am a part of a blended family. Um, I have a, you know, like it's myself and my sister who are from my mom and my dad, and then my dad has a son from a previous relationship mm-hmm. that my mom um, also had a relationship with. Um, not a relationship, you know, like she she had her own, you know, relationship with my older brother. Right. So, you know, I'm like, well, I guess you know they must know how to do the blended family thing. And I and like even in my you know family, um, outside of my parents, you know, like my aunts and uncles, like we have so much blending in our family that it, it seems seamless. I didn't I didn't have an issue with it. So you know, I would ask my mom, and she would just say like, oh, this that and the other. I'm like, well, why is it so hard for my partner to blend? You know, like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Selfish. just all the things. And I'm just like, you know, I'm always trying to, I'm fixing, I'm trying to fix. And I'm like, you know, I bring up a concern and he all of a sudden, you're attacking me. Attacking you? You just went on my whole family and my whole bloodline. And I'm like, well, shoot, well, how do I fix? I'm sitting, literally sitting here, which doesn't make sense. How do I fix my bloodline? <laughs> because, you know, my, my husband has an issue with it. How do I fix my, you know, my family? I, you know, I mean, I can't change who my parents are. I can't right. change who my grandmother is. I can't change how they, I can change how I respond. I'm not trying to react. I'm just changing how I respond and how I avoided that, you know, having issues with this family, that family. All right, well, we just won't go to their house. Well, we just won't invite them to these things. But it's just like, I'm all, I was always fixing the problems that I was being presented with, but he was not willing to do the same. So mm-hmm. all of these things, you know, and then like, just, just to throw a little razzle dazzle in there, people be living double lives and you don't even know it. Oh, oh. And that's just the razzle, that's the razzle dazzle, I'm gonna leave it at that. But <laughs> all that to say, like, you know, like I was told, you know, six months into my marriage, or I think it was like, we, we got married in December, 2018. I remember it was my senior, it was my um, 10 year class reunion from high school. And the day of my class reunion, I woke up from a nap and he was like, I want a divorce. But I was confused because the conversation had never come up. We, you know, we had issues. We tried what? to figure them out, but it was like, I want a divorce. And I'm like, oh, you know, like my reunion is in 10, you know, in, in about two, three hours from now, you're supposed to go to the reunion with me. You no longer want to go. Um, and you want a divorce, but I'm confused. And this, at this time, I was also taking summer classes, working a summer job. Like, that's when I tell you, like, your girl was making things happen, trying to get more money, you know, finish my certification yes. so I can make more money so I can move us out. But I'm like, I'm doing the work of what my husband should have been doing. Or I was doing, you know, ha- the work on my end, but the work wasn't being done on his end. Right. And now you want a divorce? I'm confused. Like you didn't even want to talk about it. You didn't want to have a mediator. No. And you pick one nope. of the one of the one day, like one of the, probably the best day of the year. You want to celebrate your ten year anniversary at your high school. Like who doesn't look forward and to like, that, girl? And you tell so me I can go in there and stun on it with my my fine husband. Right. And we out here <laughs> doing things and look at me. I'm looking good. And y'all, you know, hit prime in high school. And I'm late bloom. And look at me and look at my neck. See, that was that was the energy that was coming. Right. And coming through with, and it was not given that. And then you know, like, you know, um, even even at time, like I had asked to go to mediation. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, hey, can we go meet with our pastor? Mm-hmm. Um, I even went to a marriage conference. Um, and it, like the conference was like, you know, for you know, couples, you know, couples who are thinking about marriage, couples who are married and you know trying to reignite the flame, couples who are you know struggling with their marriage, and like tried all these and try to you know like hey let's hang out with um two of our friends you know friends who are married to each other and then you know like get some insight from them and it was all no 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 and then also i'm moving out so i was in the middle of class working on a project and he was like yeah i'm moving out today oh! and and not only did he do that but he did it with my parents and my sister was home and so they were like, you know, they're calling me. I'm like, I'm working on a, yeah, I have a presentation the next day. You know, this Thursday, my class ends on Friday. I'm working on a group project. I'm in the library. What's up? They're like, your husband's leaving. So then I'm now trying to hold back tears and trying to focus on this group project. Cause I'm sitting in the room with folks that are like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's just a lot going on at home. Let me finish this project. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, all you choose the timing, you know, just the timing of everything was just off. It was like, it, 
you know, there was no level of care. And I'm like, again, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that he deals with mental health, but I'm just like, it, none of it makes sense. Okay? Yeah. Like none of it made sense. You know, you know, outside looking in, it could look like it was just a very spiteful thing. So, you know, you asked for a divorce, he moved out, he was gone. You know, and that's it. He, he, he was out, he asked for a divorce. He never filed, you know, a couple months go by. And I guess I'm, I'm like, well, you know, this is how these things work. But I was optimistic that maybe we could work things out. Cause like I said, I, I didn't actually do anything wrong. I felt like every time, you know, there was an issue, I tried to work on it. Right. I was always the one willing to try and fix anything that needed to be fixed. Then, you know, like, you know, we started talking again. It was like, you know, then my birthday of 20, whatever year that was, um, you know, he came and then he like moved back in. And I was like, okay, so we're working on things. My, I was thinking we were working on things. He was moving back in because he needed somewhere to stay. Oh my God. I, and I didn't know that. I was like, okay, cool. You know, you know, move back in. We're working on things. We sleep in the same bed, you know, doing right. husband and wife thing. And right. then, you know, that was that. My parents had like, you know, and then that year my parents had, um, went out of the country for three months. So, you know, they were gone from December until March, right before the shutdown. So, you know, we had this time where it was just me, myself, I was me, myself, my, my, my ex, myself, and my daughter. And so we were learning what it was like to live with just the three of us. And I was like, oh, this right. is the Things seemed okay, but, you know, things just still seemed off. But I wasn't sure what it was. And, girl, um, Valentine's Day weekend, he was gone and he did not come back. I was like, hey, let's do something for Valentine's Day, you know, da da da. And he was just like, you know, like, even like, you know, just running the back, you know, Christmas was dry. Um, he had a funky attitude. Girl, New Year's know, was dry. Like <laughs> New Year's was dry. Yeah, and, you know, didn't want kids. He wants sleep. Valentine's Day come. I was like, hey, are we doing anything for Valentine's Day? He was like, can we not? And I'm like, you know, it's Valentine's Day. We just got back together. You know, like, we, you know, this is something to celebrate. Like, if you know me, I love the holiday. I will celebrate Arbor Day. Like, I always tell my girlfriends, you know, like, when I get my house, Arbor Day is on me. You know, that means Arbor Day and Earth Day is on me. So, that, you know, bring the kids, bring the family. We're going to do, you know, learn about ways to save our planet. And I'm, like, dead serious about this. I don't want to choose a holiday where everybody's competing for Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. I don't care about You know, I don't want to say I don't care about it. I'm going to let y'all fight over those. I'm going to choose the most random holiday, and it's going to be the best holiday. So when y'all kids get older, my Auntie America had us celebrate Arbor Day. We were playing trees. We were doing this. We picked up trash. We were, you know, making recycled things. You know, just, I'm going to get the kids hyped up for the most random thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like, hey, you know, Valentine's, you know, I always told them, like, Valentine's is a big thing for me. You know, like, my daughter's dad, when I was pregnant, our first Valentine's Day, when my daughter's dad, he was trash. He, like, girl, actually um, went and bought a Valentine's Day card and candy for his baby mom. Oh, yeah. And, okay. and yeah, so, so I'm just like, okay, so there was that. And then, like, you know, the other guys that I dated... Um, well, another guy I dated, I didn't, I didn't even date him long enough for Valentine's Day. And then my partner who I had dated for years, you know, like my last relationship before my ex, mm-hmm. um, we were never full of official. So, you know, we were friends and we were young. You know, sometimes we go out on Valentine's Day, but I, you know, it wasn't like, this is my boyfriend. That's my girlfriend. It was just like, oh, we're hanging out. And it just happens to be Valentine's Day. There was no like, oh, here's candy for Valentine's Day. Here's a car. You know, so there was, you know, you're my husband. Right. You, you know, and he was like, no. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going on a, you, you know, I'm, I, he, he, we were going to different churches at that, by then. He's like, oh, I'm serving on the youth ministry 
and at the church that I'm at, and we're going on a um, a youth ministry trip or something like that. And um, I'm gonna drive there after church. I mean, after work. And I'm like, you you would never you you hate driving. So what made me think? I don't know why I was convinced that he was, you know, going to drive somewhere far, and he doesn't like driving. And then like, you know, just thinking all the things and like. I was excited. I had bought like, you know, like treats for us for Valentine's Day. You know, I had balloons in the car. Like, and he was just like not with it. And he left. And then like it was that was a Friday. And um, that so he was supposed to return that Sunday. And I was at, a, you know, at a, at friends, my uh, church family friend. Uh, we had like family dinner. And I just saw on our doorbell, you know, like, oh, he was he came home. But he had never messaged me to let me know he was home. Um, and that's it. I didn't know anything, you know. I, when I came home from dinner, my room was empty of all his stuff. He was gone. All his stuff was gone. So I got left on Valentine's Day weekend. Don't need no paper. Don't need no pencils. Don't need no love letters. Cause I just want to get along with you. No Twenty twenty, like right, like what you know, right, right before the pandemic, and I, you know, there was no conversation about that this time around. There was no conversation about him leaving; he was gone. Um, so I got worried. I was like, well, maybe he had a mental breakdown. Right. You know, maybe something happened on the trip or something at work that bothered him so much that he didn't even talk about it. He just left. And you know, we had like he had shared with me like some instances where you know he just kind of not checked out but like you know like he you know went downward spirals and you know like had anxiety or all these things I'm trying to contact him he's not answering me not calling me you know I contact his you know his his best friends his close friends you know has anybody seen him no you know nobody knows you know and, and, and as my my spouse I'm worried because not only do I know that he's like he's physically gone I'm like well then you know did someone hurt him or right. is he hurting himself? Is he okay? You know, just all the things. I even reached out to his mom. Wow. And she responded to me the next day. I was like, then, you know, it was just like a very nonchalant, like dry answer. And I was like, well, so, but she didn't care. Um, mm. Or because it was me. And I'm like, I, you know, like I reached my last leg. Like I reached out to his mom. Right. Because that's you know, I didn't, you know, right. I, nobody, nobody knew. And I, I got to, I was like, hey, you know, if he's with you, just let me know that he's that he's okay. Like you don't have to, you know, anything. Just I just want to know that he's okay. Nobody knew, and you know, lo and behold, you know, he was somewhere else that I, you know, I'm not gonna mention, but that's what it was, <laughs> and that's where it's been. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so then the pandemic hit. You know, we live separate, no contact, and after a while, we, you know, have some type of contact. Or, you know, give him the rest of his stuff, whatever, whatever. We are cool. Somehow during the pandemic, again, we. Reconnect, and I'm like, Mary, like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Yeah, you reconnect. Why do we do that? And it's more so like a friend because, because, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, like I wasn't reconnecting with the, you know, the desire to even be together. I just want to make sure that you're okay because clearly your family doesn't care. I don't say oh, your whole family, but you know, like, your, you know, your parents, 
didn't even care enough to take you in, you know, like you're not even living with them. You had to find somewhere to live, you know, just all these things. And I realized that I was the base of his support system. So I thought, Mm. and my parents, you know, had opened our, you know, their home to him again. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, at the most I could be your friend, but also like, you know, you asked for a divorce. I have not seen divorce papers. It's been a year since he had asked me to be divorced. And then at some point, you know, he was like, you know, he like came back and was like, you know, I would like to try to work again on our marriage. And I'm like, well, goddamn, like, I way just to sound, throw like, her He just was going such a manic episode. Like, that's what it sounds like. Just Absolutely, he was. <laughs> and and exactly what his diagnosis, you know, uh, side effects or symptoms of his diagnosis. And I get that. And then, you know, so like, you know, all of it, I can't blame on him, but I'm like, so out of out of your diagnosis, so who are, who are you as a person? Because right. outside of the manic, you know, manic episodes, you are still not very that cool of a person to me. Because oh. you decency as a person to be like you also, know like man I was wrong. Did I like? Not, not. And there was just so much going on. He's a nice person, but like as a partner, he was not a good partner. And he has like he has be a good part of so I don't know if it was you know just the the truth of who he was and who he said he was from the beginning to end I just didn't want to believe it or you know like there are parts of it that you know you attribute to his diagnosis but it's just so much and I'm just like even now to this day like you know you think you you know like the you know profile the world I'm like who were you when you were my husband Uh. Where, where was all of this energy when it was time to be the head of the household, you know, you, you know, your, you know, his platform now is, you know, like something so great and positive of helping women and, you know, all these things. And I'm just like, but as your wife, you were my covering and you didn't help me in those ways. Like, where's this energy coming from? Like, where, where, who was this person that I see before me? And then I was like, you know what? Ain't none of my business. Boop, you left, you gone. Um, you know, I kept in contact with, you know, enough to say like, you know, hey, you know, you got to file these paperwork. You you asked for the divorce and you left. So you filed. Because if I file it, it's going to be on different grounds. And I right. kind of left it at that. <laughs> I'm not threatening you, but I'm just going to let you know. I'm, I ain't a liar. I'm going to tell the truth. So don't ask, don't nobody ask me no question that you don't want the, the, the truth to be told. And it's not, you know, the truth to like, you know, put you out there, but it's more so the truth because it's the truth. Right. Um, I ain't going to lie. I ain't gonna lie unless it's, it is to save my life and, <laughs> and and I'm not a good liar and um everybody knows never ask Merrick to lie because we will all be dead if, if our life depended on it we're all dead because you're not a good liar <laughs> and he filed, I'm not a good liar and he he, he filed the paperwork and, and um I am still waiting to be divorced Wow. Um, so you're really we we should have you know, we could have been divorced, and and it sucks because I can't move forward. Um, I can't you know move forward in buying a house and buying property um, until I have a divorce decree in my hand that says that this property will belong to me and me only. Right. Um, it's it's so difficult, and it's just like you know like I don't know like when it came like I was supposed to have my paperwork served to me, and then we had a court hearing. So I'm like, okay, cool. The court hearing's coming. I'm going to sign the papers. We're going to be divorced. We weren't because the court, the, the papers weren't served to me in time for court. Then I got the court papers served to me 
almost like a week after. And then mm. as far as I know, we're still waiting for the court to reset a date. But I'm like, well, you know, I was supposed to be divorced in February. Um, it is now July and I'm still not divorced. Like, so what they wait now? I I don't called and they're like, you know, we're you know, they were just waiting for the court to reset. And I'm like, you know, like I don't know what else to do. So I'm like, well, is somebody not doing their job? Did I not do my job? So I'm like, you know, was I supposed to respond? And I asked if I was supposed to do they said no. If you don't respond within thirty days, it goes in favor of the person who filed the paperwork. Yeah, that's what happened. And you go to court and they ask you questions and I'm just like, Well, what's going on? Because your girl and I'm not, you know, like I've never saw a divorce for my life. But I'm like, Me I'm either. ready to be done with it because I can, you know, I'm I would like to officially be done with this assignment. I felt like God gave me this assignment and I told myself that, you know, I was willing to work on it and do all the right things. But like now I'm, I'm waiting to be released from this assignment. I did all that I could do. I followed my direct, you know, I followed what I thought were, you know, was the direction that was given to me. You know, I tried my best. Um, I kept it very amicable. Even mm-hmm. now to this day, like I'm sitting in my, I'm like sitting, I'm sweating. Cause I'm like, I'm so upset. And I'm not really upset, but it's just like, you know, like there's so much that I could share, but I'm like sharing, you know, sharing the other, the, the rest of the tea, it's not going to do me anything because I'm still going to be right. sitting here waiting to be divorced. But just what you Like I no longer want like to be lot. connected. <laughs> like, I don't want to be connected to this anymore. I don't want to be affiliated with that person. I want to say like, oh, you know, I'm going to pull a Mariah Carey. Never knew one. Don't know that. Girl. Never knew one. Because to be Girl. honest, I never knew, I never knew him because who I thought I married and who I was married to were two different people. And I can't, I don't know, you know, I, I'm not in the business of the blame game, so I don't know if it was diagnosis or if it was true personality and characteristics because, you know, it could be both. Because if I look at who raised you, it looks very clear that it was, you know, true character and who right. you are to your core. But also, I'm very understanding and very aware of what mental health um, diagnosis has, and I'm very, I'm very aware that it's very real because I, you know, everybody has their own deals with their own form of mental health. So I know right. it's not invisible, and I know it's not for pretend. <clears throat> so right. it could be one of, of, or the other. It could be both. But I'm at this stage in my life where I just don't want to be. I don't want to legally be affiliated. I want to be <clears throat> um, to a point where I can honestly say, like. I'm not I'm not his wife anymore. I I I cannot speak for him. I cannot that is not my responsibility legally and also morally because you know I'm your wife until I'm no longer your wife. You're my husband until you're right. no longer my husband. You know, right. God forbid something happened today medically, they're not calling his, you know, whoever he's dating right now or if he if he's dating or his, they're not going to call his mama. They're going they to call his call wife. You. And who's legally still, <laughs> you know, like who's still legally tied to him? It's me. I am she. Like, and I don't want that response. I don't wish anything ill on him. I pray that God's will be done in his life. But until I am officially legally divorced, I am still legally responsible for this man. And it's funny you say that. And it's It's hard. It's funny you say that because my situation was definitely... um, it's almost like a a 90 day fiance type of situation because uh, my ex-husband was uh, fresh off the boat from Jamaica Mm -hmm. and 
you know, legally, even after I divorced him for 10 years of him being in the United States, I was responsible for him. So even after the divorce, I was still responsible for 10 years. You can't just accidentally push him on the airplane and accidentally take Girl, him back. I want him like, to go back to where he was. You accidentally so bad. don't have no. <laughs> so bad, but you know, it's been. Girl, you should have reported him for fraudulent marriage. <laughs> you know, but we've passed the. You know, I guess you know, we passed a little thing. So yeah, <laughs> I can't say that. So it's like you know, it, it, it wasn't fraud anymore. Right. After we that was point. in love. We was married. So, you know, it, I was very foolish. I was just trying to mend a broken heart. And, you know, it's like, even though our situations are different, they are the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so they have to, there's so many overlaps. Yeah. So how are you like processing everything? Like, are you looking forward to remarrying or are you looking to be single the rest of your life? Like with knowing that because you your situation was this person actually checked all the boxes that you were looking for in a man mm-hmm. but you know but it was also red flags but you know a lot of people don't know like dating as a, a, a Christian or a believer it is extremely hard because some of these Christian men they are told all the pieces they are mm-hmm. girls they play games like you know it's a lot with them and then if you just yeah. get a few of them boxes checked they'll send with you and then pray with you right after yeah <laughs> yes so man like uh, yeah um I'm I am, sorry you have to go to I am not do that. look me but the way your person is I would never I, <clears throat> you, I ain't gonna say you hide it but I feel like you're handling mm-hmm. it well because I'm just so crazy girl my podcast would be about the situation every week <laughs> and I'm laying him out every week I mean I feel like you're handling it so well way better than I would God, God, look I not to be like holy and sanctified about it but God knew what he was doing with me because you know I don't want to say OG but like pre-saved American um would have handled this very differently um but like I don't I don't get any any joy from doing any more than I've been like I can't waste my energy like I still have a kid to raise yeah at one point I was we were both unemployed before we got divorced or before we you know before he left again right so I was spending my savings to pay for our bills because as a wife, that was my responsibility to, you know, if I got it, then you got it. Right. So like, you know, like there's all these things and I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm mad because, you know, like I need my money back, but you know what? I don't need my money back because I did it out the kindness of my heart and I did it because that was my responsibility. That was the task that was at hand and God still covered me. I didn't miss a single bill. When I mean, you know, like I didn't lose anything with him being gone. You know, I, I lost nothing, but, you know, you know, something. I don't even want to say I lost my dignity. I, you know, I kind of lost, you know, my feelings was a little hurt. You know, my um, pride was, you know, beat up a little bit because this is a public, this is public humiliation for me. Yes. Because I came out in public claiming you multiple times. Right. Um, After you played me and came back. So I'm just like, you know, like the old me would have, uh, child, I'm childish, okay? 
Um, <laughs> but now I'm just like it. It doesn't bring it doesn't bring me any joy. It doesn't make me happy. It's not gonna make me feel any better. You know, legally, you know, like I'm not 17 anymore. I'm an adult. I'm almost 30. We tried as an adult. It's not worth it. You know, right. like it. I, it would be nice to inconvenience him, but it didn't make me. It might make me giggle, but it's it's doing nothing for me. Like I am not miserable, and I don't want the company. Ooh, Misery loves I company. Like I don't want that, so I don't. You know, care. I don't wish you. I wish you well. The 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 sooner I can get that responsibility off my back, the sooner I can be available to move forward, to be happy off. You know, like. And, and be be chosen by the man that God really had created for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if I'm sitting around being mad, then I'm being blinded and, you know, angry um, to, you know, maybe the man that God has for me. I'm I'm missing time with my daughter. I'm missing time with my family and my friends because I'm sulking and I'm angry. And, you know, men ain't this. And I never want to be like, I plan to be to, to date again. I plan to be remarried. Um, I, I want children and you know my, my ex was like I don't want kids and I don't want kids with you and it's like baby I'm beautiful I have all uh, yes. the great That's genetics um, like don't play me like if you don't want kids just say that but don't try to play but the way it was like basically I don't want kids with you I'm not dirty and I'm not the scum of the earth so you know that was a personal issue with him but I was just like okay like do you know how many people while I was married, while I was engaged, before I was dating, have, you know, my 10-year reunion, are you married? Are you happily married, though, American? Right. Because, you know, <laughs> I've been, you know, I and you since the ninth grade. And it's like, you know, I wasn't even paying attention to them. But, like, do you know how, like, I'm a hot commodity amongst these streets, okay? And this is just in the DMV, honey. Like, <laughs> like, don't play me like I'm not, I'm not it. Like, I'm not that girl. <laughs> but it's just right. like, oh, like, you know, like, like when you say like how do I I don't I don't know how I handle it. it's just like yeah like you you can't really hurt my feelings because if you don't like me there's something wrong with you there's plenty of people who like me you know to lust after me and that's you know that's on them but also there's people who know me who you know like who know me to my core and there's nothing wrong with me in their eyes mm-hmm. and you as my husband you knew me in ways that none of these people would have known me because they weren't my husband. They weren't, you know, laying next to me in bed. They didn't know me in ways that you knew me. And you still have an issue with me? That's not you. Like, it's your loss. I lost nothing. I lost, you know, a little bit of, a, a lot of tears, you know, lost weight at one point, literally, because um, I was depressed and I wasn't eating and I wasn't sleeping. I lost a lot of things, but I didn't lose faith in God. I, you know, like, I didn't lose my life because people lose their life over things like this. Girl. It's not worth it. Like, I enjoy being happy. I am naturally happy. I got bad attitude, but I am naturally happy. Like, it hurts my feelings to yell at people. It hurts my feelings to be mean to people because that's not who I am. That's not who who God created me to be. I'm just like, uh, if you want to be miserable, you can be miserable. If you want to talk about how terrible a person that I was, which I wasn't, that's on you. I'm not going to spend the rest of my days on earth talking about how terrible you are because people can learn that if they need to for themselves. And like, it's not my job to teach people about who you are or who you were. My job is to, you know, raise my child, take care of myself, you know, strengthen my relationship with the Lord, 
and do what I was here to do. And then my job was not to, you know, bash you or bash men because we were all created in, in God's perfect image. And if God thought that was fine, you know, then that's fine. But it's not fine for me. Like something happened to him along the way and that's between him and God. But like, I'm not wasting my time. Like I'm not wasting my energy. Like I can't, I can't afford it. I'm not even rich. Like, why am I spending my time that I could be, like, making money? Why am I spending time that's unpaid time talking about you or investigating you? Like, I've had people tell me, oh, he's moving. Oh, oh, he he, he lives here. And this is this, that, and the other. I have, you know, politely told people, like, please don't, please don't update me on him. Because that's not my concern. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not my concern. That's on him. You can live your, you know, live your life the way you want to live it. You're living in your life independently of me. So as far as I understand and as far as I know, I don't need to know anything else about you. You have showed me what I need to know and I don't need to know nothing else. Mm-hmm. So when you said like I'm holding it well, or I'm not, no, I'm not hiding. Like, like you can ask me a question in person and I might share. But, you know, like it's, I don't have the desire to like, you know, talk anymore about it like even like this like I, when you initially asked me to come on podcast I was like I had to pray about it because I was upset I was angry right and I'm like if I talk about it I'm gonna get hot about it and if I'm gonna get hot about it I might you know get on you know try to find me a way you know help one of my friends like oh yeah what send me the screenshots of it and I'm like it's not even worth it yeah because outside of being you know like being hurt and being divorced like and like when I say like everybody lives a double life to some certain extent you know like because, you know, we do. You know, I live my personal life and I have my professional life. Everybody has some type of double life somewhere in their life. And, you know, like when, when information like that is shared with me, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to know. Like, if you could just not live in the same vicinity as me, if you could, like, politely, like, pretend like you never knew me, that would be best for both of us. And, and I literally pray to God every day that none of his family or friends ever ask me an honest question. Because... <laughs> The honest answer, like, don't, please don't ever ask me anything about your, about your man's because depending on the day, depending on how, you know, I might share information that don't need to be shared Mm -hmm. or I might share information with you that will change your perspective on who you thought this person was. And, um, I, like I said, like, it's not my assignment. It's not my responsibility anymore. Um, I, I, (laughs) I told myself. The next time I talk about this, I'm gonna be getting paid. So somebody better pay me <laughs> to talk about this. Somebody, if I put it in a book, if I put it in a movie, a TV episode, um, somebody podcast, monetize a YouTube video. The next time I talk about this, I'm gonna have to get paid because I'm not wasting no more money time. Like I can be making money. People right. make money all this stuff like this, and I'm sharing this for free. I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. I'm a single mom. Like the girl need the coin. <laughs> so when I like I'm not hiding it, well I just it is not worth my time anymore. Right. And apparently it allegedly it was never worth my time. But hey, different story for a different day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I want to say this conversation has been oh my goodness. It has been Intense. It's, it started off great. It's been intense. It has definitely took me on an emotional roller coaster. I definitely 
can sympathize with you. <laughs> um, I really hate what you're going through, but I am just happy that you are in a better place. Um, I pray that soon that whatever needs to be finalized for your divorce is finalized. And I appreciate you and your transparency and wanting to share your story. Um, a lot. Sometimes I ask my guests, but you know, I'm going to ask you because you're in a place of healing and moving forward. What advice do you have for someone that is going through a divorce? Mm-hmm. Like, what 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 advice do you have for the male or female? Male or female? Um, honestly, uh, take the negative thoughts and conversations out of, like out of your out of your system write it down, you know, and put it, you know, put it in a book, put it on a piece of paper. If you need to, like, ball up, throw in trash, you set it on fire. Get it out your system, but not, like, with people. You don't need to share consistently. Because once you, when you consistently share, it's, you're, you're toxic to yourself. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think it's very important to get it out of your system. But also, when you get out your system, leave it there. Like, you know, like, if we're looking at it from a Christian standpoint, when you give something, you cast your worry um, or take something to God or take it to the altar, don't go back and tap on it to see if God got it. Because once you give it to God, he doesn't need our help, you know, fixing the issue or taking care of it. And when it comes like, you know, like I felt like, you know, in the, this part of the divorce, you know, once I gave it to God and I was like, all right, like that's that's you, God. Like this is your child. I did my best with my assignment. I, you know, I can no longer, you know, fulfill this responsibility. I gave it to God and I left it alone. I'm not tapping back. I don't care to know how you're doing. I do wish you well. Mm-hmm. I don't need your mama's number in my phone. I don't need your, you know, and I, I can still have a relationship with our mutual friends. I can still have a relationship with your brother and your sister without anything having to deal with you. Right. Like, block, girl, block them on everything. I mean, I got blocked on Facebook that's fine you could block me <laughs> and if you unblock me and you want to see how I'm doing baby I'm living good without you like if that's what you want to know like then so be it but I definitely block you you know block them because I don't even need I don't need you to, to connect contact me and I don't need to feel the desire to contact you by the time I do all the unblocking it's a waste of time I don't want to do it anymore so right. block it block it you know you want to block that negativity out of your life you want to get it out your system in a healthy way pray about it share with you know not a lot of people but share with somebody you trust you know and ask for them to pray for you pray with you like you know because you know i'm a christian i'm not gonna say you know just get it out your system and you know let's go slash some tires but it's more so like (laughs) okay because i mean um someone i used to know was always down for the cause and someone i also know used to know anyway knew how to do it and get around the insurance issues so that's but you know but it's, it was never worth it so you know do things you know like I don't really like I'm not, I don't know if I'm really good at giving advice but I mean I'm doing well you know according to everybody else I'm doing well but like I don't know I just did what what felt right with me and it, number one it was just to cut cut all ties mm-hmm at, as, as best I could, you know, keep, you know, if, keep it very professional. Keep, you know, if, if I had to talk to you about paperwork, it's strictly about paperwork. We're not friends. We ain't never going to be friends. And if God sees that we are friends, it's not going to be today or tomorrow. Right. <laughs> um, 
you know and, and then also like you know like just you know don't share you know my family and friends you know you know i told you so you ain't got to tell them nothing oh man okay. you know when it came to me i sent a christmas card out and it was just me and my daughter and i used my maiden name and that was that and and anybody who had questions that was your time to ask me questions you didn't ask me no questions then then mind your business don't ask me right nothing else. <laughs> right you don't owe them nothing one of my friends she's going through well she's divorced now and you know a lot of people have questions and you know I kind of was like oh I wonder why but you know then I said you know what it's none of my business (laughs) if she want to tell me she'll tell me you know I'm not gonna you know force nothing on it you know because I know people Mm -hmm. have their way of healing and handling things and you know and she shared with me why she got divorced and everything and I was very shocked because I had no idea but no mm-hmm. one really knew either but you know another situation similar to yours you know start off great <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I mean some people have you know a great marriage for years mm-hmm. so we thought or even or could truly be great marriage for years and then something changes and then it's no longer great anymore and that's you know it's understandable I just feel like you know just don't drag me along the moment you know that you're not trying to be here be gone because I didn't ask to be here yeah. I'm just a willing you know party okay like if you don't like it here you can go like one of my friends says that he said if you don't love it here you could go you could leave I never you know like I never want anybody to feel like I'm forcing them to stay here mm-hmm. and I look I don't even force my kid to do things she don't want to do which you know I don't know if that's just a terrible parenting or like <laughs> or if it's just like an understanding of like as a, you know like treat our kids the way we want to be treated as adults and like if I don't want to do it why would I make you know if I don't want to do something why would I make you do something that you don't want to do and yeah. some of it is you know building character but some things it's just like shoot I don't want to hug her why would I tell you to hug her <laughs> we don't like her together <laughs> what can we do we can say hello keep it moving you know just little things like that but I don't know like I I don't I don't know if I'm like I'm not really good at giving advice it's just you know what works for me could work for me but what may not work for somebody else some people may have to change their number I ain't never gonna change my number I have the same phone number since the 6th grade girl you sound like somebody else I know girl I've changed my number I'm changing the number the email I will block you um, I will pretend like you have the wrong number because I mean it took me so long to remember my phone number. Like <laughs> I told you, my memory's not the best. Like, oh man, you know. So it's just like you know, I'm not changing my number. It would be nice for me to change the number, but <laughs> I, I mean, at this stage in my life, I don't like. I'm not the problem. You are. You could go. I could block you. You get a new number, I could block you again. Now, if it gets to the point where you're like psycho, okay, I might change my number. But it's just like block. My block game is strong on Instagram, <laughs> on Facebook, on my phone, like anywhere, anything that people can be blocked on, blocked. Right. You can't, you can't reach me. I can't reach you. You don't, once you are, once, once you are blocked and your number is removed from my phone and the thread is deleted, you never existed in my life. Nope. Don't know you. Never knew you. Mm. So if I don't know you and I never knew you, I don't have nothing nice or nasty to say about you. That's we're very similar. There, I've done it a few times. Act like I don't know know the person. It's only one guy that I used to date that I'm like friends with, that I can actually have a conversation with. And there's no issue. Everybody else I used to date, I don't even talk to them at all. I, and I don't like having like people in the world who don't like my baby daddy. Already don't like me. That's enough. 
from me. Mm-hmm. Like, I am likable. I don't need any more people disliking me for Thank no apparent you. reason. If you don't like me, it's, it's something wrong with you. That's what look, I tell people. I, absolutely. And at the end of the day, if if God saw it fit that we put the two last people on earth or you, or, or you were needing me and my help and you treated me bad, guess what? I don't care if your house is on fire. I don't care if you was on fire and all I had left of me was some pits. I'm not pissing on your fire. I'm gonna let that baby burn. Like, but I don't <laughs> but I don't want that type of, you know, anger in my heart. I wanna be able to help you and still be able to walk away from you. Mm. It doesn't take anything from me to, you know, be a helping hand, literally help you up off the ground. But after that, I still don't know you and I never knew you. And that's it. Like you know, if the man was face ground, you know, face on face down on the ground, I might, you know, put a gloved hand and help him up. But I still don't know you, and I never knew you, and that is, you know, me understanding how God's grace works. Like I can help you without being friends with you. Mm. It doesn't take, you know, like you know, if it doesn't take anything for me to help you, then I don't mind helping you. But like right now you never existed in my world and I needed to stay like that until God works on that part of my heart. Right. And I, and out of mind, out of sight, and that doesn't mean like the problem is solved, but like until I am able to really address that issue, like it's best that you just don't exist at all. Absolutely. So, and I, like I said, I ain't wishing nobody nothing wrong. I just, you just don't exist in my world. And like I said, I live in my own little world in my mind but also like here on earth I live in my own little world that like I don't I, I like my unicorns and rainbows I like everything <laughs> to be happy right. like I don't need you know I don't need anything negative I have a, life is lifing itself we're living in the middle of a pandemic I am already a single mom I already dislike my job like I'm already not able to live the way I want to live at this moment because I'm not divorced yet like I don't need another thing I already got a crazy baby daddy. I don't need another thing. Like, <laughs> I would like for this divorce to be complete. I would like for it to be amicable. I would like to be able to walk the earth and have nobody else have a target on my back. Like, right. it's not worth it. So, like, for people who are going through a divorce or even like a relationship, just let it go. Like, if it's not serving you any good, like, let it go it's not worth your happiness like my life is more important than me dwelling on something that didn't serve me well to begin with mm, that is so true I know I felt like I was real long winded with all of that but hey it is what it is but it's, it's true if, well, if it helps somebody <laughs> yeah so yeah. I want to thank you boo for sharing your story and I would love to have you on again in the future Thank you. Look, maybe next time I come Not talking about this. Maybe a new Look, boo or something Maybe else. a new boo or I done bought my house, girl. Or girl, yes. I got a new job. And definitely I'm finna pay my tithes again. <laughs> like, we would definitely have to do an update of Miss Marrakech. I'm down <laughs> for the cause. We both got a good story. <laughs> girl, we, we both gonna be like, girl, my man said, did it not? And we could be like, girl, yes. And, and my man, because right. look, I, I, I'm not praying. I'm not praying to be against God's will ever again. I never prayed for that, but like, I never want to be against God's will. I want to be in God's will at all times. So if it's God's will that you know I get a new relationship and I get married again and have more children, 
then praise the Lord, so be it. If God sees fit that it, that my life is something otherwise, then I just want to be happy about it. I want to be content with whatever God has for my life because I like being in God's will. It feels good. Oh yeah. So He's doing something He tell you to do, and not what you want. Look, do do <laughs> what, what I was told the first time, so I don't have to get cussed out or you know deal with like immediate you know consequences. Like oh, I don't want that. I want to be. I want to be right in God's will. Right, not against the grain. We're going with the grain. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, me absolutely. My, my long-windedness. Girl, it's all right. <laughs> I, I hope y'all enjoyed listening to me talk trash about myself. <laughs> it can't be no worse than what I be talking about, girl. <laughs> you know, I tell all my bitch. Well, I ain't gonna say I'm t- I am, because I mean, it's the Chronicles of Destiny, so I'm documenting my life, just telling you all things that's going on with me or whatever. So it's cool. But um, yeah, <laughs> we will be doing what we normally do. And for my uh, guests, I will see you all next week. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs>